Welcome to Songs and Stories, the not-for-musicians-only music podcast. Hey there, welcome once again to Songs and Stories. I'm Michael Gaither, and this is Songs and Stories, episode number 124. And as I'm sitting here recording this, I realize that uh, somehow the entire month of February went by, and we didn't do a podcast. We meaning me, which is me and my crew, which is me. (laughs) Those four weeks just really kind of flew by, I think, between playing, promoting, and websiting, and uh, spending a lot of time at that pesky little day job that allows me to keep doing this, um, I somehow missed February. So we're going to remedy that right now. Thank you for joining me and us today with a very cool interview with somebody quite special, as you'll hear about in a minute or so. I wanted to give you one quick update on me before we get going. If you've heard my new record or been on the web, on the website and, and heard the title track, particularly Starlight Drive-In Saturday Night, I'd like to let you know that the video for that track is almost done and really working on the video funny, it took longer than working on the record, but uh, it's been a massive editing project. And my friend Jeff Barnhill took my idea of taking a story about our local drive-in and combining it with uh, lots of cheesy public domain B-movie footage, Uh, some very unappetizing footage from the old snack bar ads, some performance footage, and a lot of photographs that I received from Starlight Drive-In still in operation around the country. And it's really a compilation of all that stuff that illustrates the song and kind of celebrates all drive-ins, mostly named Starlight. Uh, That's going to be done probably in a few weeks, so watch my website or listen to this podcast for details when that is up. It's pretty exciting to have a a massive idea like that and really have it kind of come to completion. So we're really close. So uh, check out michaelgather.com or listen to the next podcast, and I'll be yakking about that probably. Uh, Speaking of podcasts, uh, we're going to talk today to somebody who was one of my first guests, somebody way, way back in 2007, which seems like a long time ago, I guess because we're older now, and it, it kind of was a long time ago. Stevie Coyle, a wonderfully talented fingerstyle guitar player and a very clever, funny guy, a wonderful entertainer, was on Songs and Stories back in episode 20. And we got together recently and, and kind of talked about where he's at now. Uh, Stevie spent the the really kind of the majority of his adult life kind of as a touring artist on the road. He was with the Royal Liechtenstein Circus for many years. He was a member of the Bay Area band The Waybacks for a long time, which is where I think a lot of us dis- quote-unquote discovered him. Uh, he's also been a touring solo artist since 2007. In fact, when I first interview, interviewed him, he was sort of technically still with The Waybacks but hadn't announced his solo efforts yet. So he's been um, really touring for a long, long, long time. Now he's become a a merchant at a very fine, mighty fine, guitar store in Lafayette, California called, appropriately enough, Mighty Fine Guitars. So I I went up there a month or so ago and thought, let's do an in-store kind of field trip and, you know, look around the store, which, again, doesn't really convey well over audio, but there are pictures on the website. And we talked about really how we ended up going from the road and decided to, deciding to, to plop down and become a guitar seller. It's a pretty cool story. In fact, uh, you'll hear really about it in detail in the interview. 
but he's um, he shares a wall with his niece. His niece, Colleen McCormick, uh, owns La Marinda Music in Lafayette. She was recently named Business Person of the Year by the Lafayette Chamber of Commerce. So they share a wall. She runs a more general music store, and Stevie has this sort of high-end guitar boutique right next door. So it's kind of a nice mutual kind of collection of both ends of the musical instrument spectrum with a lot of stuff in between. I think what we'll do is let's hear a couple of things off Stevie's solo record, 10 in 1, and then we'll go talk to Stevie and hear him play a couple of these mighty vine guitars. Uh, let's hear a bit of Rude Romy so you can really hear what Stevie does on a guitar. And how about a bit of, oh, here's a nice song called Penny Wishes that Stevie sings on. So here's a little bit of Stevie Coyle's 10 in 1 CD, and then we'll talk with Stevie Coyle, and here's some mighty fine guitars in Lafayette, California. Yeah, you want to make sure your hair and your makeup are done well for the podcast. People are, you know, we have a, we have standards to keep up. People are watching. Exactly. So these are some mighty fine guitars. Thank you very much. Yeah. I uh, I, I sometimes look up from my uh, playing keyboard over there at the computer <laughs> yeah. and wonder how the hell all these guitars got here myself. Sometimes it's uh, it's remarkable. There's some that are are. Uh, directly from the builders mm -hmm. that I've known from having worked at Healdsburg and written for the Acoustic Guitar Magazine. Oh, that's right, that that's right, yeah. 
So I know a lot of builders from that sort of thing. And some of them are from, uh, there are a couple of pretty deep collections that I have mm-hmm. access to that uh, of these fellas, middle-aged fellas that are kind of on the, on the far end of their midlife crises, as they say, and uh, decided that perhaps they don't need $250 oh, yeah. after all. And I think I was trying a few of those earlier, actually. Yes, yeah, you were actually. Yeah. yeah so so we, we had this conversation in the hallway, but for the people that weren't in the hallway earlier, uh, how did you end up running a guitar store? Oh, well. We actually, you were actually on one of my very first podcasts. Way, I remember. Way, way, way back when, when you were still officially with the Waybacks, but not really. That's right, huh? And you were kind of getting ready to start playing solo. Right. At uh, Don Quixote's, mm-hmm. if memory serves, a little side. Oh, a long side time ago. There. That's right. When dinosaurs roamed the earth. That was about six years ago. It was about six years Man. ago. Right, right. Well, this adventure started, uh, the, there I was. As they say. <laughs> there I was. Driving back from uh, a little tour of the Pacific Northwest, where uh, my anchor gig was in Seattle. Uh-huh. And it was, and for the uh, folks listening, an anchor gig is... Oh, I'm sorry, I'm being no, so provincial. With a fellow musician, uh, an anchor gig is the the gig that gets you your ass out on the road right. in the first place. That sort of is going to make the trip kind of worthwhile for mm-hmm. whatever reason, either financial or exposure wise, or uh, they'll book you me, friends. you know, yeah, or yes, or <laughs> D, they'll book me, or all, all of the above, E, yeah. The anchor gig is the kind of the main thing, or maybe even the end point of the the tour. Right, doing. right. So uh, that. For, on this tour was the Moisture Festival, perfect in Seattle, mm-hmm. and it was a variety arts festival, kind of vaudeville, and they booked me in to sing, sing funny songs and whatnot. The fellow who ran that festival is a, a guy named Tim First, and he and I are old circus people. He was with the Flying Karamazov brothers for I years. I know that years. name. Yeah. I probably saw him flying or tumbling or juggling. Could have been, could have yeah. been. He was he was one of the Karamazovs for years and years, and I was mm-hmm. with a little show called the Royal Lichtenstein Circus. Right. Our paths kind right. of crossed several times. Is that 40 years ago? Not quite, but 35. And uh, so anyway, that was the anchor gig. I was driving back, and I'd done some, uh, um, I'd done some house concerts, a little teaching here and there, uh, uh, kind of a, couple of in-store performances and whatnot. It was really great, and I was got back down as far as about Ashland. It was a beautiful, clear day, and I thought, that was that was a really good tour. I, mm-hmm. the, the, the gigs were great. I made a few bucks. I, uh, uh, Moving the recorder closer because the drama go. kids are singing, and they sound lovely, but they're not part yes. of the interview. They're going to swing into uh, the guy at the horse right here. Yeah. His name is Paul Rigger. I've heard this warm-up sequence, <laughs> so... I'll help you out. I have a sing-along sheet along here somewhere. Great. And the tab, I hope. I'll hand it to you. Yes, the tab for you, you guitarists. So Ashland. <clears throat> so there I was in Ashland, and uh, I thought, that was a great tour. And I'm done. Um, How about that? After, you know, the better part of a dozen years touring pretty steadily. It's kind of like your little epiphany. It's like, I'm I good. I did. Yeah. I did, yeah, and it was a very soft landing, yeah. extremely soft. I thought, oh, how about that? I'm you good. weren't like, I hate this, I never want to no, play. It was just like, I'm good. It was, it was, I just felt kind of done. Mm-hmm. And uh, for, for all kinds of reasons, uh, you know, um, it's tough to make a, a living out there. Uh, mostly, wanted to be around my gal, mm-hmm. you know. And so uh, I wanted to come back and kind of spend time there instead of spending most of my time elsewhere I wanted mm-hmm. to spend most of my time in one place right I hadn't done it for most of my adult life actually the past 12 years on you know with uh, 
the Waybacks, I nearly said Menudo, uh, with the Waybacks, and then Solo, uh, that was the better part of 12, almost 13 years, and then as a much younger man, mm-hmm. I did uh, I did a, a series of tours with that little show, The Royal Lichtenstein Circus, mm-hmm. so lots of touring, and as, as a dear friend here in the Bay Area says, Ah, the life of a touring performer, but the glamour just never begins, you know. <laughs> yeah. And it's kind of true. It's kind of true. The, the shows are great, but right. the, the, getting there and, and the getting there. Well, and what's what's that quote from Terry Hendricks that Texas? The part that ain't art. Yeah. Like all the the well, working on the keyboard all yep. afternoon to just keep caught up on your three days worth of emails That's you right. haven't gotten to, and, and constantly living out three or four months ahead yeah. of myself. You know, right. talk about be here now or the power yeah. of now. It's just not an option. Okay, I'm not booked anywhere in August yet, so i got to get on that. Exactly. I'm trying to fit all the pieces together. It can be total preoccupation or too much preoccupation with the future all the time. Instead right. of being kind of Here. where you are and digging whatever's going on, you're thinking, oh, I've got that phone call to make and i got this to do and that to do. Like in a lot of businesses, it gets like that. But mm-hmm. it's not. it should not be a, a giant feature in the music business, I don't think, unless you want to actually do it. You know, mm-hmm. and, and you did. It is yeah. a, a big feature, and I did, and I did, and it was great. So well, I think it's on the on the last podcast that I'm putting together at home. My friend Dana Hubbard, yeah, um, travels in an RV, and when I talked to him a couple of months ago, he just finished a seven month tour, and he was on the road for seven months, and he said, "That's the farthest I ever want to go. I've, I know how far I can go now. How, how far oh. lengthwise and time." He was just he was really glad to be back. Home. Seven months is a very very long time yeah. to be on the road. Good yeah. heavens, by any standards. Right. That's that's remarkable. Yeah. Good for Dana that he could he could manage that. Yeah. It's um, you know the the adventure is great. I loved it, but you know now the adventure is for me after having my my uh, circuitry so heavily wired into touring for so many years. Now the adventure and the cool thing is to get to stay home mm-hmm. and sleep in the same bed more than right. one night in a row <laughs> and and uh, be around the same people for a week at a time and, and cultivate real you know solid relationships and see mm-hmm. my friends yes. and, and whatnot that's great instead of always just kind of popping in and how's it going oh we did this and this and this gotta go yep. Yep. so I made that decision one day drove mm-hmm. the, the rest of the way and it might have been two days later but I think it was the next day that my niece called me up who runs a little uh, uh, it's bigger now ran a little music shop in Lafayette California called La Marinda Music mm-hmm. and she said you know what we're busting through the wall we're going to take over the health club next door there's lots of square footage there we're going to build a separate little shop and it could be anything you know it could be a, it could be a knickknacks sort of place it could be a magazine stand who knows but you get first dibs if you want mm-hmm. and so I kind of looked around checked out the comparable music stores in the Bay mm-hmm. Area in the, in the East Bay here and thought you know there's nothing that is doing what I want to do, which was which it which was high end acoustic guitars, yeah. kind of the good stuff, the top shelf. Mm-hmm. There's a whole bunch of builders that show up once every two years to the Healdsburg Guitar Festival, which is the best of all possible worlds and the worst of all possible worlds, because all those great builders are there and you can't hear the guitars. It's so noisy. Oh. It's so hard to find a quiet space to hear them. Right. They can be very frustrating. It's oh. great fun to see all all of your all your friends and mm-hmm. just great herds of middle-aged men in Hawaiian shirts <laughs> wandering through the place and uh, strumming. Who wouldn't want that? Who wouldn't want that? But it uh, it 
can be a terrible frustration as well. And so that's kind of... It sounds of like the, you club in Santa Cruz tomorrow night. Anyway, I, I think... Well, yes, it is, yeah. it is like that. Yeah. You know, the, the, to a point, uh, yeah. all, the, all the great stuff in the same place at the same time is yeah. always a great blessing. But yeah. being an enormous frustration as well, Fonz kicks in. You know, fear of missing something. You know, yeah. even if you do find a guitar that you love... You think, oh, but there was that other one that I wanted to see over there, and oh my it's gosh! Kind of like we were talking about left. festivals. It's, it's kind of like going to Strawberry and trying to catch the main stage act while Sam Bush is doing a workshop while your friends yep. are back in camp because it's margarita time mm -hmm. and there's a jam going on. Yes, you can't do everything at once. You can't do everything at once. There's some festivals back east that are horrible that way. The choices you have to make. Right. Uh, Merle Fest. I was going to say Merle Fest. Like there's six stages or something. Twelve. Oh, okay. Yeah. When I was there last, there were twelve stages. And something, fa something literally fabulous going on on each stage. Yeah. That's a lot of entertainment. It's a lot of entertainment, <laughs> indeed. Yes, it is. <laughs> and it's, uh, you know, you just have to resign yourself to the And, of course, the first time I went to Merle Fest, years and years and years ago, Yellow got the program out and said, oh, we're going to this and this and this, and we had a time yeah, out to the end. Doesn't happen. No. If you're walking past something on your way from fabulous point A to fabulous point mm -hmm. B, and oh wait a minute, what's that? Oh, crime and you get sucked into something great. And at that point, it's not oh, relaxing. No, <laughs> you have to work hard to relax at these things. <laughs> exactly. And be really strict with yourself and say, okay, you know, just kind of go with the flow. You're not going to go wrong. That's the great thing about Merle Fester. Yeah. Festivals like that. Yeah. You're not going to go wrong. Whatever you see. Yeah. It's going to be they fabulous. tend not to book people that suck. So just hang out and watch something. And it, want to take advantage of that kind of firepower? Yeah. You know, really, indeed, just hang out and, and uh, wherever you are is going to be trust be the great. booker. Yeah. Trust the booker. It's is hardly strictly bluegrass. Same thing. Yeah. Terrible choices to be made there. Right. You know, right. but you're not going to go too far wrong. Anyway. Well, of course, if there you if you if you can actually find a place to sit down, you pretty much stay for the day. Yes, <laughs> that's the that's because you, how can't you know you've anywhere. been blessed. Yeah. It don't get any better than that. It's right. a place to sit down. So. Yes, I concur. So, meanwhile, so so you end up with guitars in this wonderful room. God, I wish we had a video podcast, but uh, um, well, it's very green. The yeah. walls are very green. There's a red carpet. Uh, there's uh, Venetian blinds. Um, oh, and there's guitars too. There's guitars hanging on the walls. There are lots of guitars. How many? I should count up how many I got in here. I got about fifty, fifty-five, I suppose. At the moment, a lot of guitars that people have never uh, seen before. There's a few Santa Cruz's, there's a few uh, Breedloves, there's a few Loudons, mm -hmm. there's a few of this and that, but mostly it's small builder stuff. There's right. uh, Kathy Wingert, there's uh, uh, Kevin Ryan, there's uh, golly, um, folks like Alan Perlman. Wonderful builders, like I say, you know, really top shelf people that only. The output is very low, you know, a few guitars a year. Mm -hmm. And because of that, and because these people are the best in the world, the, the prices are, are very steep. Mm -hmm. I, uh, the prices in here They're not stamping them out with robots. They are not. <laughs> there are, I think there are no robots involved, and in, certainly not in any of the, the small builder stuff. Right, right. And, and they are fantastic, I have to say. You know, every once in a while I, I take my own medicine and, and uh, sit down and play some of these guitars. Nice. And there's some remarkable stuff here. There really is. Yeah. And you've been here about three months now. Three and a half, uh, four months. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Since I had the, uh, since we've had the, the doors open here, and it's going very well. That's really people good are people are finding the shop, and uh, they're taking lessons from me, and they're occasionally buying guitars or mandolins or ukuleles or whatever I've got on sale here. And um, well, I love how you found something kind of unique as far as a guitar store. You know, I thought that's that was be, would be the only way to do this. Yeah, 
is to take it to, and lucky for me, I think, I don't know, we were talking earlier, Michael, yeah. about uh, how I'm the logical guy for this, right. just from having... Uh, you're well-known know. and know lots of people. You know, yeah. You're known as a guitar player, you're known as a... A guy who, who's schooled in guitars and has written right. about guitars. and Yeah, and all of that. So I thought, well, if there's anybody that should do this, it's probably me. Yeah. So. Well, like in the, in the buzz on the on, on the interwebs and Facebook and just talk, Stevie Quill has a guitar shop and he's selling sort of kind of a boutique kind of thing. It's right. really kind of cool. you got to go check it out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's that's the thing. Yeah. And that's that's where I find myself spending lots of time is not only with... Uh, Lefty political rants, but right. talking, talking <laughs> about uh, your merchandise, merchandise and guitars and stuff. You yeah. know, merchandise now is not just CDs and T-shirts and stickers. It's like some right. very, very nice instruments. Indeed, yeah. and it's a very. I must say, uh, my consultations with Martha Stewart magazine kind of paid off. The room, Good. the room, I think, looks really nice. It's it a comfy place to hang out. Yeah, I'll post some photographs with the podcast, but this is really right. nice. And um, so is touring sort of on hold for a while? Are you still playing a little bit? Yeah, still playing. Yeah. Uh, actually, it was, I was quite busy over the holidays doing uh, house concerts and whatnot, which is a lot of what I've been doing on the road the past mm -hmm. few years anyway. And I love them. Music the way it was for thousands of years before. Played in someone's hall. living for people that actually want to hear. You bet. Yeah. Self-selecting sort of situation, you know. Mm -hmm. the, the, uh, people bring snacks. There's occasionally adult beverages. You know, you pause, you listen to some music for 45 minutes, you take a break, you go um, have, a, have a snack and something to drink, and what's not to like, you know? It's best for everybody. It's really, it really is. The whole house concert thing is so alive. Yeah, so I've been lovely. doing more and more of those, and it's just, it's all I want to do. Yeah, isn't it yeah. great? Yeah. Everybody loves them best, yeah. you know? There are, there are fewer middlemen in there to, to not do a whole lot for you. Yeah. And there's uh, a and direct contact. You know, I found in the few that I've done, well, not few, but the ones that I've done, you tend to get people quite often that don't go out to live music. Mm -hmm. That's right. Yeah. There's typically parking is easier, you right. know, which can be difficult for right. people who perhaps used to go out to live music but don't anymore. You don't have to pay for parking. You don't necessarily have to buy dinner. There's uh, you know ticket prices are you know a lot of the house concerts run as you know on a suggested donation sort mm -hmm. of. That's what we do in ours. Yeah. Fifteen. 15 bucks, 20 bucks, right. you know, whatever people can do. You know, if it's less, that's fine too, because somebody else is going to put in more. Folks mm -hmm. have, it's, it's, uh, it sort of lets people be their best, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. everybody. It's an opportunity, and it's all kind of anonymous. You don't know who put in how much and all of that. It's, and it works out. And it works out. Hey, works and out speaking really of shows, and uh, behind this green wall, yeah. you're doing shows as well. Indeed. There's a uh, performance space that I share with uh, the shop next door, my niece's shop, La Marinda Music. And it's, uh, I don't know what the square footage in there, but uh, we did cram 106 souls in there, cheek by jowl, a couple of weekends ago for the Houston Jones show here. And it's a lovely little cabaret space. It's nicely lit. The room sounds really good. It's acoustically lucky for us because this whole building is kind of skewed. There's, it's a strange sort of parallelogram. It's not square mm -hmm. by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. And lucky for us, it sounds good. Both rooms. Good. My room and the big room. The big room, as we jokingly call mm -hmm. it, back there. Both sound really good. And how often are you doing shows? A couple of times a month, it seems. You know? Nice. Um, this weekend, I've got uh, Harvey Leach is coming in. Wonderful builder. Mm -hmm. And he's uh, building his 40th anniversary guitar. A wow. 40th anniversary of, of building guitars. And he's a tremendous builder and inlay artist. He's coming over to have a little party for a bunch of a bunch of his guitars are having a family reunion here, you know? <laughs> nice. and he's showing uh, this astonishment of guitar. 
that has uh, the top of the thing is back inside the Brazilian rosewood. The top is old growth sequoia, which is highly figured and incredibly beautiful. And I'm sure there will be inlay and whatnot all over because he's one of the premier inlay artists in the world. Mm -hmm. And then next week, Tim Farrell, a wonderful finger picker from Pennsylvania, is in on Thursday. Also this year, we have Michael Chapdelaine, Tom Bresch, Alex DeGrassi, uh, mm. Walter Strauss will be back. Nice. Um, all kinds of folks come through. Who else was I just in touch with? Good heavens, I'm, uh, I've got to put on my booking hat now and be, be the, other, <laughs> the other side. Get back on that email. Equation. That's right. That's now you're right. the middle man. No, no, no. Man, that's right. Yeah, but I'm the... I'm the Being a presenter is a whole different world, too. Can I play your series? Can I, I'm, get, I'm getting that from our thing. Yeah. Sorry, we're booked for the year. Yeah, how about that? Yeah, I'll be saying that soon. Actually, <laughs> I want to book out farther than than a, than a whole year, but it's it's kind of getting yeah getting out there. Taylor Gurkin and Doug Young, some local folks. I'm I'm kind of concentrating on folks from elsewhere. I have so much travel karma yeah. to pay back for people that have oh, helped me right, out or housed right. me or booked me out on the road for a dozen years. That's great though. That uh, I want to make sure to get those folks. That Jenny and Billy are coming through. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. Uh, Kind of old time act. Yeah, yeah. I think I saw that far west. Wonderful, thank wonderful folks. Yeah. And and uh, with a, with a focus, I suppose, on solo fingerstyle people, mm -hmm. which kind of fits the fits the store next door. Right, right. I got to, you know fingerstyle guitars, and I've got dreadnoughts, and I've got the occasional uh, eight string instrument. I've got a couple of man a mandolin and a mandola, a mandola, an octave mandolin, and a couple of electric guitars. Uh, Strange looking thing in the case over there. Isn't that remarkable? That is a that's a real art piece. That's part of a series of guitars all built around Art Nouveau themes. In fact, there's a little card built into the bottom of that that's a hand colored lithograph by Muka. Wow. And there's a whole there's fourteen of those guitars. You know, I'm realizing that describing these guitars is like doing a doing a podcast of the sunset. I Doesn't know this it. look great? Oh well, my gosh, I know it, you know? And this is the hardest thing about trying to talk about sound. Yeah, I'm gonna you pose a question. Want to play Facebook. a little something, and we'll take oh, a shot sure. with that. Yeah, yeah, sure. Grab a guitar. Randy. Tell you what, let me grab the this one. This one just came in. I'm sure it's in drop D. The, the inside joke is I tried about a half dozen guitars, and every single one was in drop D tuning. Whoever was in here last, was the elves at night are retuning all your guitars. Yeah. So what are you playing here? What, what are we listening to here? This is Peter Rodman, new builder, and lovely stuff. Here, I'd be curious if we could compare a couple of guitars live on the podcast. So, 
Describe this model guitar for the audience. What do you call this? This is Peter Rodman's. Essentially a, uh, a 13 fret guitar, not unlike the other 13 fretters you were playing. You were playing an H over there, a Santa Cruz mm -hmm. H13. This one is like an O triple O. It's okay. kind of in between and 13 frets to the body. Oh, really? And, huh. and I think it's really rich and lovely. Which of my many lovely things will I wear today? Um, how about this one? This is a real strange one. This is called uh, The Mystery Pacific by a builder named Michael Dunn. And where is he from? Uh, uh, where is Michael Dunn from? I'm not sure I remember. And this, uh, this guitar is sort of a, a Django McAfee Selmer style uh -huh. guitar. Uh, have you seen the new Django Unchained movie? Oh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who yeah. plays Stefan Rapelli in that, do you know? <laughs> it's been a long day. I get it. <clears throat> that was Samuel Jackson's part. No, no, no. Must be, huh? He's in every, you know, character. <laughs> <laughs> Would have made a better film, I've seen. sound. This guitar the, yeah. uh, has a trapeze bridge, which means that the bridge is being pushed down onto the top of the guitar instead of sort of being pulled up like on a standard flat top. It's really strange looking. It's, it's a very odd guitar. Underneath the bridge here, it's, it gets even odder. There's a little box there that kind of is a resonator. It shoots sound up a tube. And notice in the, uh, in the sound hole here, there's like a little band shell to protect, project the sound there's out. There's a scoop so it pushes it out. Yep.
bass is just incredible. Very good. Mighty fine guitars. Mighty fine. And how do people find mighty fine guitars? Well, you know, at the moment there's there's not a website yet, mm -hmm. but uh, good heavens, you can hardly take a step on Facebook without tripping over one of your guitars. Over <laughs> a mighty fine guitar. Find Stevie Coyle on Facebook. Right. And uh, Mighty Fine, I have a page, uh, Mighty Fine Guitarist has a page. And uh, StevieCoyle.com has a reference to it? It does. I think your inventory is up there. The inventory is up there at the moment. I'll be updating that momentarily because a few things have gone away and a few other things have come in. Great. So, but by all means, stop by StevieCoyle.com for, uh, for the inventory at the moment. Well, congrats again. We're really happy to see this place thriving. Thank Keep you, Michael. Yeah. Sure appreciate it. Thanks for, thanks for driving all the way up and sure. hanging out. I wanted to see him play. So we did. sounded terrific. Lovely Thanks. stuff. Once again, Stevie Coyle playing some Mighty Fine Guitars at Mighty Fine Guitars in Lafayette, California, just outside the Bay Area, or close to the Bay Area. Anyway, it's, it's in the Bay Area. Google it and you can find it. And if you want to learn more about the store, again, you can look up Mighty Fine Guitars on the web. If you're in Facebook, look up Stevie Coyle. That's S-T-E-V-I-E-C-O-Y-L-E. Dot com or just look up Mighty Fine Guitars on Facebook. There's all kinds. Like you said, you, you can't go on Facebook without tripping over a Mighty Fine Guitar. So, Stevie, again, thanks for your time. And uh, it's really cool. It's such a good fit for him. A, a high-end guitar boutique with some just great, great, great guitars. Uh, the, those two guitars you heard, uh, Peter, the Peter Rodden guitar was the first one, and Michael Dunn was the second one. If you want to learn more about their guitars, if you go to my site, michaelgather.com, it's M-I-C-H-A-E-L-G-A-I-T-H-E-R.com. And look for the uh, little section for Songs and Stories 124. And I'll have links to Stevie Coyle, these two guitar makers, and some other related stuff we talked about. And uh, I also forgot to mention that Stevie's an occasional contributor to Acoustic Guitar Magazine. So he's a jack of many trades and adept at all of them. So I'll put a link to that up there, too. So that was Stevie Coyle. Thanks for listening to that. If I can get one more plug in for me before we sign off, um, that mandolin you hear back in my theme music is being done by Steve Kritzer, and he and I are doing a very cool house concert in San Martin, California on Saturday, April 20th. If you want to find out more about that, you can go to my site and click on calendar, and there's a, there's a, it's an open to the public house concert at a very cool backyard in San Martin, California. So you can call, make a reservation, learn more about that show. And again, Stevie, back on Stevie, he does perform around the Bay Area still, so check out his site, see what he's up to. And if you can find your way to Lafayette, California, I highly recommend it. It's worth the drive. There's some incredible guitars to play. So that's it for this episode. Coming up next, um, I think we're doing a belated podcast for my new record, Starlight Drive-In Saturday Night. My friend Dependra Bagshi, who was in, who's in the band Assist, who was on this show recently, offered to interview me for a podcast. I think that's coming up next. We also have in the queue a interview with Nancy Cassidy, a local songwriter who, uh, whose new album, um, Song of Joy, is just a wonderful listen. We actually did a release show for her, and she has a new one coming out, so we're going to do an interview with that covers both records. So look for that. Whether you find me on uh, michaelgather.com or you find Songs and Stories or me up in iTunes or you're hearing this on Grateful Dread Radio or Casey Cafe Radio. Thanks for your time. Thanks for downloading, streaming, listening. Have you found this and these artists? We really appreciate it. We'll talk to you next time on Songs and Stories. Take care. <laughs>